Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 132. Welcome back, Adamantum Maniacs, and Happy New Year. I hope everyone had a fun and spirited holiday break, and that 2022 is starting off in a positive way for you. I had an excellent holiday break and a fantastic Christmas. Unfortunately, I also ended up getting the coronavirus. I saw some friends on New Year's Eve, and sure enough, a couple days later, I was showing some symptoms and tested positive. But luckily, my symptoms were really mild, and I think it was this Omicron variant that I got, and uh, I, except actually the sore throat was terrible. Um, in the morning, uh, it kind of felt like I was swallowing a ball of nails. It was terrible. Luckily, I caught it before I really saw anybody, but from the sounds of it, it sounds like just about everybody got it over the holidays. But we're all recovered. We're back in action. Hopefully that's the worst part of 2022 out of the way. And most importantly, we got a new episode for you today. And this is a special episode because it is the first episode of season number five. And today our special guest is someone from one of my all-time favorite Canadian bands. A band that really defines my high school years and kind of that last much music era. I'm talking about Billy Talent, and today we've got guitarist Ian DeSaw on the podcast to launch season number five. And I couldn't be happier about that. Iconic Toronto band and such a chill, awesome dude. I'm really excited to bring this episode to you. So as I mentioned at the end of last season, because of this Omicron variant and the restrictions that were applied here in Canada again, and just artists being as safe as they can be, this episode was originally planned to be done in person, but because of everything, we did have to do it virtually, and we'll probably have to do a few that way at the start of this year until things get a little better, a little safer, and there's less spread at events and stuff like that, and less risk of tours being shut down. And nevertheless, it's a fantastic episode. Ian is uh, really easy to converse with and just loves music uh, just as much as I do, probably more so. And of course, Billy Talent have a new album coming out this week as well. It is their long-awaited sixth studio album entitled Crisis of Faith. It is the first album since Afraid of Heights, which came out in 2016, so six years ago. They started releasing singles for this album back at the end of 2019, so more than two years ago. And now the album is finally here. And I've had a sneak peek at the album already, and it is exactly what you want from Billy Talent. It is fantastic. And there's about four or five singles that have been on the radio already, and they're all bangers. So make sure you check out Crisis of Faith coming out this week, January 21st. And before we get into the interview, we're going to do the Adamantium Recommend segment. And if you're a new listener to the podcast, it's basically five song recommendations from myself. In case you are new to Billy Talon's music and you want some song recommendations before or after hearing the interview, or you're a longtime fan and just want to compare notes and favorites. So here are my five picks. Typically, I like to start with something new to get that in your ears. And so from Crisis of Faith, I'm going to recommend that first single. It's called Forgiveness 1 and 2. It is unlike anything Billy Talent has done before. Very instrumental, very creative. Definitely check it out. And then it is really hard to pick just four other songs from their entire catalog. So I'm going to pick two from their first album and two from their second album because those are my two favorite Billy Talent albums. So from their debut self-titled album, let's go with their very first single, which was the song Try Honesty. And then I'm going to recommend the song River Below. And then from my favorite album of theirs, which was their second album, it's called Billy Talent 2. I'm going to recommend the song Devil in a Midnight Mass. And my personal favorite Billy Talent song, which is called Red Flag. 
And that is that. So if you are a Billy Talent fan, of course, you've heard all those songs before. And maybe you're tuning into the podcast for the very first time today. So first of all, welcome. And thank you so much for listening. And I would absolutely love for you to tune in again. If you like Billy Talent, there are plenty of other bands that have been on the podcast and going to be on the podcast that will suit your tastes. So I would love if you did us a huge favor and hit that subscribe button on whichever network you choose to get your podcasts. If you like today's episode, leave us a shining review and a five-star rating. You can also follow The Adamantium Podcast on social media. We are on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. But you can also find us just by searching The Adamantium Podcast. And with all that out of the way, we can get into today's episode featuring Ian DeSaw of Billy Talent right here on the Adamantium podcast. It is the highly anticipated season number five and, of course, Crisis of Faith coming out on January 21st. Check them both out. Have a fantastic week, everybody. And if you live in Toronto like myself, try and keep yourself from being buried under snow. And we will see you next week here on the Adamantium podcast. Hey, Adam. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Good. Good, man. How are you? Good. Funny, actually, to kick things off, funny story. This is actually not the first time we met. So we met once before. We happened to be standing next to each other at a cult concert. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so I, actually, I dug it up yesterday. Was it then, the uh, Electric 13? No way. Awesome. Go. 2013. <laughs> there it was. Yeah, the yeah, that's Music right. Ball. Awesome. That record is one of my favorite records of all time. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Of course. Yeah, so good. Of course. Cool, man. So, yeah, new album coming out. Uh, Crisis of Faith next week. You guys must be stoked. Yeah, um, we are. Very, very excited to finally, you know, after all these uh, years, uh, feels like years, like making this record, but uh, we actually I was finished. Say, this, this has to be maybe like the most anticipated Billy Talon album. It's been six years since Afraid of Heights. Yeah, it's weird hearing that when you when you put it that way, because uh, and a few people have said that six years. I'm like, I guess it has been, yeah, because yeah, uh, well, the, last, mean, the, the last one came out in 2016, right? So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, it's weird because the last two years feel like they almost didn't even happen, you know? So. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But I, I, we we thought we'd try something a little different on this record and kind of release a, a song at a time mm-hmm. um, before the album, anyway. So um, the yeah, and the pandemic definitely made the record take longer than usual to make yeah so uh, tell me about it because like the first i mean the first single forgiveness was mm -hmm. released more than like pre-pandemic two more than two years ago yeah november of 2019 (laughs) yeah so like when when covid was just a whisper actually you know and so tell me tell me about the process of making this album like how how much different was this album from the rest um, well, we started it, back then. We uh, we'd gone into the studio and, and recorded uh, five tracks. So um, we, the plan was to go back in in early in the new year and finish the other five or six. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that never really happened until uh, March. And then, literally, while we were in the studio tracking drums, that's when uh, the government shut everything down. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, the plan was to have the, the album out around the summer of 2020 and, and be able to tour. And uh, we had a whole bunch of festivals planned uh, in Europe, especially. Um, so all of that kind of uh, got put on the shelf and 
And uh, we just kind of worked when it was uh, safe to do so and, and finished the record up over 2020. Finished it up. Yeah. And I mean, as far as the way things went too, I mean, I just read yesterday that this has actually been the most successful rollout of singles that you guys have, have actually ever had because all five have hit number one in Canada. Yeah, uh, it's pretty, pretty incredible. And I mean, it's a testament to, uh, you know, our fans and, mm-hmm. and uh, we're, we're incredibly grateful that we, we still have that, that strong of a support uh, system and, and to be doing this, you know, 20 years in uh, since almost our first record. Uh, it's pretty, pretty special to us. But yeah, we've had uh, three, three number ones at uh, rock so far out of the mm-hmm. five songs that we put out. Yeah, I mean, amazingly reassuring after all these years that, you know, uh, everything you put out just, you know, it's, it seems to to hit well with not just the fans, but just like the Canadian market, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's reassuring that people are still listening to rock music and yeah. and enjoying <laughs> bands like us, at I mean, least. So that, funny, that's a good feeling. Yeah. It's funny you say that. My, my girlfriend and I have this road trip planned for uh, for April um out west and we're going to we're, we bought tickets to coachella and they oh, literally nice. just released the lineup yesterday and yeah and i'm someone who knows music at least i think so and I'm yeah like, like, yeah i don't know 90 percent of the people on the <laughs> on this. yeah i saw the lineup um i mean there's a there's a few punk rock and rock bands yeah. like representing there so i i saw pup is playing which is yeah. awesome yeah uh turnstiles playing uh idols is playing so yeah so there's yeah, a there's couple good, good you know, a couple good rock bands and you guys, I believe, are going on tour with Pop. Uh, I mean, hopefully next month. Next month, yeah, that yeah. was the uh, we're you know things we're having to reassess and and uh, we're talking about that right now. Yeah, of it's, course, it's coming up really soon. So, mm-hmm. of course, yeah. of course. Um, so the 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 newest single, uh, "Judged," that you guys just released. Um, I mean, I listened to the full record last night and it's, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's, Oh, thank um, you. It's, I mean, I've been a Billy talent when, you know, Billy talent one came out when I was in high school and oh, I've nice. been a wow. fan ever, yeah. And I've been a fan <laughs> ever since. I feel old. Yeah. I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> I would think I was 15 or 16 when that album was out and now I'm in my almost, almost mid thirties. Um, wow. but yeah, judged judges came out and to me, it felt like the most kind of, it took me back to almost that first album. To me, that song kind of felt like stylistically anyways, the most classic Billy Talent um, song on the record. And so I was wondering if that's how you guys felt about it and and if it kind of took you back some years. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, uh, back in, in you know, prior to that first record, uh, when we were called Pez, we, we definitely played songs like that. We have a song called When I Was a Little Girl. Uh, that came out was on one of our records in in the mid 90s so it's uh that song definitely a throwback for us and and it it kind of it shows our influences of of all those early punk bands as well bands like black flag and minor threat and Mm -hmm. and uh being you know being able to just write a minute and a half short song that gets the point across was was something that uh, back then we were really into and and uh so we we tried to do it ourselves yeah awesome man um I was a big, uh, you know, we mentioned it really briefly because it was, it was two years ago, but I was, I was a big fan of forgiveness when it came out. Um, one, I, I love it when, when bands kind of take a, you know, do something different, take a whole new direction. And to me, forgiveness yeah. felt that way for Billy Talent. Like um, for one, it was like almost a seven minute song, uh, stylistically, instrumentally, something completely new. 
Um, even beyond the music, the videos, uh, we had these cinematic videos. It was a tale, Forgiveness 1 and 2. Um, take me back. Tell me, tell me what, was, what was the inspiration around that song and the whole, the whole kind of, a, a, it was an aspiration, that, that, that song. Tell me about the videos, everything yeah. that, that went into we, it. We've, we've never done anything like that before. And, and hmm. uh, it was something that um, I wasn't sure if it would even end up a Billy Talent song. Um, mm. I, I'd just gone on a trip to India for the first time with my parents. And uh, mm. they're from a place called Goa, which uh, has mm. this incredible kind of landscape. And, and uh, it's right on the ocean. <clears throat> and so when I, when I came back, I did, they have a big scene there. for It's Goa, called uh, Trance Music, Goa Trance. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it just kind of has like really repetitive bass lines. And and uh, when I came back, I just kind of started noodling around on guitar and, and had this riff. So I tried to make like an electronic version of it. And, and it sounded cool, but I was like, <clears throat> I'm going to try to make this like a, a rock thing. And, and it just kind of all went from there. And, and, and the idea behind it was uh, the feeling of, uh, you know, this on, uh, kind of uh, a journey that, that uh, I, I felt like I'd taken going there. It was, it was incredible to see my roots and my parents' roots and, Mm-hmm. And uh, coming back and, and that feeling of, of having taken a journey uh, kind of seeped into that song. So, so that's what uh, Ben and I wrote uh, the lyrics about for that one. It's, it's, it's how life is uh, more about the journey than the end result. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <clears throat> and I mean, the video, even the videos kind of portray that. Um, tell me about that, that storyline and, and, and how you guys came up with that and and who, 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 like who, who worked on that? Cause that, I mean, that's a yeah. cinematic piece. So, uh, so Michael Max has had done probably four videos for us, music mm-hmm. videos uh, in the past, uh, St. Veronica, Viking death March, um, uh, a number of great <clears throat> videos for us. And, uh, <clears throat> we wanted to do something cinematic, uh, to, cause this song has such a cinematic feel to it. We mm-hmm. wanted to do something cinematic and, and, um, and as we were going to release singles, uh, or songs, uh, something we needed something to accompany it. instead of doing music videos, which we we've done that for two decades almost. So we were like, this is this is a cool idea. And why don't we collaborate on something with Michael Maxis yeah. and make it sort of a, a five piece like episodic uh, short film? And uh, that's what it ended up uh, being. We were still, you know, we didn't release the last two obviously because of COVID, uh, kind of uh, mm-hmm. shut down shooting on his end. Um, but it's finished and we're, we're excited to kind of put it, we're going to just put it out as a full piece at some point. Gotcha. So is yeah. it, is it, um, the last two parts, do they tie into crisis of faith as well, or are they, um, beyond this album? Yeah, there'll be, there'll be some of the other songs in, in gotcha. the last two ones, but it's kind of, uh, the, you know, there, there's a storyline to it and there uh, is a conclusion that's coming. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> there will be a conclusion. I know it kind of felt like it just dropped off a cliff and, and, and you know, we forgot well, I mean, about it, but it, it's still that, there. It's still there. That was, I mean, that was everything in the last two years. Yeah, so, totally. Tell me, yeah. tell me what you're, because I find interesting. So I went to India in 2018. Oh, amazing. It was, yeah, it was one of the most enriching experience I ever yeah. had. So tell me, tell me what you were feeling when you were there. Like, tell me what were some of the culturally, what were some of the things that, you know, inspired you the most? I think uh, we went to Delhi, Agra, Jaipur, and then uh, spent some time in Mumbai. And, and then most of the time was spent in Goa. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which is so, down south, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it, it was it was it was kind of magical. It's it's uh, you know the, the way of life there in a, in a lot of a lot of places is, is a lot simpler. Yeah. And uh, um, I found it fascinating that there's just so many religions there, but everyone mm-hmm. kind of gets along and in, in harmony, yeah. unlike here, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a uh, it's uh it, it was definitely i felt the most peace i've ever felt in in anywhere mm. you know out of anywhere we've traveled i like one thing i found so incredible was i mean and, and a lot of the people don't know any better is like they have so there's so little material yeah belonging. yeah they have so little material like you know most people live in a very basic home with very little totally stuff. yeah and 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 the happiness levels seem like yeah yeah that's like, what i noticed as well so the, the there's a less focus on possessions and yeah and uh, consumerism mm-hmm. and more on but there's more happiness yeah people like, seem to be genuinely more happy they love life and yeah. yeah um did you try and drive there no <laughs> we did take a we did take a rickshaw though which was insane yeah. Like yeah. this guy went on the highway and, and it's, you know, the rickshaw cart's kind of open. And yeah. And this this guy was just motoring it, like coming within, you know, two inches of cars and stuff like that. Oh, I yeah. was like, wow, well, but to me, they're so the used to. Yeah, they're so used to driving within, yeah. you know, six inches of another car. It's insane. Yeah, yeah there's like one point we're like on the highway and we're like being stopped because like some guy and his 40 goats are like crossing. The, yeah, yeah. The highway. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was you, you. You were walking in Mumbai, and it's just like we're downtown Mumbai, and there's just a cow walking down the sidewalk. You know, yeah. it's uh, like chickens in the middle of the street, that kind of thing. It's pretty, pretty yeah. incredible. I, I went with my mom also, so we had like our own driver and stuff. And he was uh, that's so there was one point he told me he goes, "Look, look to your right, it's about to come up." He goes, "This is India in a nutshell." And the guy had his entire kitchen tied onto the back of his little. <laughs> It was like hanging yeah, on amazing. the edge like that. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah, it was yeah. incredible, man. That's, um, cool. that's I, cool you went there. It was, it was, you know what? It was, it was, it was my mom's idea. She wanted it was her, it was one of her milestone birthdays, and she really wanted yeah. to go. And I was glad I was glad I did. It was culturally probably the most one of the most enriching trips I've ever been on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it sure is. Yeah. Um, so back to the music. Um Another one of the songs that that obviously stood out was another one of the singles. It was um, "The End of Me," which features Weezer's "Rivers Cuomo." So tell me, tell me a little bit how that collaboration came to be. It's um, well, it all started out with just that intro riff that's kind of clean and uh, it isn't really typical Billy Sound, but had a more Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix feel mm. to it. So for the longest time, um, I, I was working on that song and I had it on. Our, we have a little board in the in the in our studio. And I had it had it down as Hendrix plus Weezer for the longest time. Okay. And uh, when Ben heard it, he was uh, he was like, "Why don't we ask uh, Rivers Como to sing on this song?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "There's no way he's ever going to do that. Come on, it's Rivers Como. He's far yeah. too busy busy for that." Um, and sure enough, we finished the song completely. And uh, uh, sure enough, our manager sent it to his manager, and we got a response in a couple of days. And he he liked the song, and amazing. And so yeah, a couple of weeks went by, and then he tracked uh, his vocals in in LA and sent them over through his engineer, and and we just put them in the song. It so, uh, so it, it all came like together like a chance, so meeting, naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was totally by chance, total like uh, you know email pandemic styles media yeah yeah and uh and uh and it, i'm just so happy he did it because it comes for full circle for us 
we were and still are huge Weezer fans. But in the 90s, I remember when the Blue Album came out and Pinkerton came out and we were, you know, we would we would cover El Scorcho or cover like the sweater song and stuff like that. Yeah. So so having him sing on one of our tracks is an, is an incredible honor. And, and we're, you know, it's just, it was a special feeling. Yeah. Actually, one of my questions for later on, I'll, I'll, I'll say it right now, just because of that. Um, I'm sure, I mean, I've seen some of the, the bills that you guys have played on and, and the people you've played with. So I'm sure you have endless stories. But tell me maybe just one experience of a, a moment where you're like, wow, like I can't believe I'm here right now. Like a pinch me moment. <laughs> um, I, I actually, I got to meet Jimmy Page in Toronto yeah. uh, a few years ago. He was here. Um, they were releasing the uh, the remaster of the album Coda by Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. and it was just one of those moments. Like you know, you never. For me, he's my favorite guitar player of all time. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just never thought I'd meet him, and and it was uh, not just meet him. Like I got a photo with him, but it was just surreal because at one point I was with uh, you know uh, Steve Kane from our label Warner, and, and um, there was only a handful of people there that got to meet him and at mm. one point he just said come in come into my dressing room and it was just me and him and his security guy left and and i was literally standing in a room with jimmy page alone talking about fuzz pedals for about yeah. five minutes and it was i'll never ever ever forget that story because yeah it's, it's it one of those fascinating that's yeah. one of those cool yeah. it's it's beyond the hey nice to meet you kind of yeah totally conversation. And, and he's such a lovely guy and uh yeah that was that's one of those pinch me moments for sure yeah where afterwards you're probably like did that just happen like, <laughs> yeah yeah very cool man that's a really cool story i like it my my girlfriend just finished reading um dave Grohl's book that he just put out and yeah he was just telling me some stories like his kids are never gonna understand like the the cool experience oh yeah totally yeah he, it was and like, he really is the coolest i we have a great dave Grohl story too and he's yeah uh, he really oh, is yeah. he's um we we were uh we were asked to open up for the Foo fighters in uh germany okay. um for for a couple of shows and the first show we had gotten to our uh dressing room it was an outdoor kind of stage an outdoor f- uh, festival t- uh, style stage and uh we're doing it me and john were doing an interview and there was just a bah, 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 bang on the door and we're like, we, hey, we're in the middle of an interview. We didn't know who it was, but, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, bah, 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 again, and we're like, who the fuck's banging on the door? So I walk over, open the door, and it's Dave Grohl, and he goes, Billy Town? And he, I'm like, yeah, me. And, and, and he, he just gave me a hug, and he goes, he goes, I, Dustin told me to come say hi to you guys. Dustin is our uh, friend and photographer of the yeah, last yeah. 20 years who also uh, did photography for the Foo Fighters. And I guess he had told him that we're going to be, you know, there. And it was surreal, man. It was uh, yeah. like he came in and, and we just uh, kind of uh, chatted for about 15 minutes. And, uh, and me and Johnny uh, just talked to him about everything. And he was, he was he was stoked to have us and so down to earth. The nicest guy. I, I one yeah. of the few nice guys you meet in this business. And and uh, yeah, it was it was funny. And the, the interviewer was kind of just sitting there like, oh, my God, it's Dave Grohl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah she recorded. He's like, is it OK if I keep recording? I'm like, yeah, yeah Dave Grohl just walked in on our interview. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, That's funny. a cool story. And how cool to have Dave Grohl be like, are you guys Billy Talent? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He was just coming in to say welcome. It's like, it's so cool. Super That's cool. awesome, man. Yeah. She was telling me things like even like his his daughters had like piano lessons from paul mccartney and it's like they're like yeah. could you imagine yeah. ever getting a lesson from anyone after they're like well who's taught you so far <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah yeah 
Amazing. Well, man, well, you, you mentioned it earlier too. We're coming up on 20 years since the, the first album yeah. was released. Um, do you guys have any plans to celebrate the, the first album? I think uh, we're, we're just, <laughs> I think that'll probably be in the works. Like we're just, yeah. we're just happy to get this album out finally. Of course. Uh, yeah. And, and, tw- and, and get on the road again. Um, but uh, yeah, 20 years will be next year. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and I remember we did something for the 10th anniversary, but uh, yeah, 20 is a, always a special one. So we'll probably one. do something. I imagine. Have you ever guys ever thought about, you know, doing the album in its entirety or something like that. And, well, we actually did that on the tenth end. On the tenth, played one. yeah, we did three shows and and played the record front to back, and then mm-hmm. and then a few other songs. So I could see us doing something like that again for sure. That would have been actually probably around the time because I knew I started listening to Billy Talent in high school. The first time I saw you guys wasn't until I was in university, and it was the show you were doing with Alexis on Fire and Against Me. Yeah, um, yeah. it was at the Air Canada Center. Well, Air Canada oh, Center such, at the time. Yeah, such a great bill. Oh yeah, and me and like yeah, me awesome. and a bunch of our buddies went. We all were on the floor. It was a great first experience. Uh, yeah, an experience. But it was probably it would have been around that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. two thousand three, uh, two thousand four, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I think it was in 04. Yeah, right after that record came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah beauty. Um, so tell me, tell me what what is the what is Billy Talent's strategy to staying a band for so long? I mean, twenty years, like no lineup changes. <laughs> You know, and, and um, still, still writing songs that are, you know, relevant beyond, you know, the, the teen angsty years, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, that's the I guess that's the uh, you know, that's the thing you you have to grow into it. You know, it's mm-hmm. a, like we just we never wanted to be one of those bands that just kind of writes from our 20 year old mindset. Mm-hmm. And so, you, you know, you, you can you can mature and grow through your your writing uh, as well. Um, but th- the band has definitely been together that long because i think there's just a we consider what we do you know we consider ourselves extremely lucky to do what we do and 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 we all have uh you know a a huge amount of respect for each other and and i think there's more of a friendship in our band because we were friends in high school first so right there's always this underlying kind of uh friendship and brotherhood Mm -hmm. that uh i don't know if you know if you met i don't know how it would be if i'd met like i think about it sometimes like if you just kind of formed a band with people you didn't really know, like, I, yeah. I don't know. So we're all pretty, pretty lucky to be doing this still. And, and we love doing it. Like it's, mm. it's a super, it's a big passion for us and, and it's uh it's a lot of fun. Amazing. So that's why we keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. Great. I mean, that's, yeah. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible to see, you know, it's, uh, you know, you see obviously so many bands come and members come and go and stuff. So it's nice to see you guys all still together all these years later. Yeah. And, and it's also, not, I mean, they're, 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 to have people out there really listen to your music and, and have it affect mm-hmm. them and, and, and stay fans is, is kind of the most important thing that keeps us going as well. Cause uh, you know, we're lucky to have that too. So, so we're uh, yeah, it's, it's been tw- it'll be 30 years actually next year which right. is crazy I mean, you guys yeah, we started before. in 93 yeah right which is yeah. incredible like uh, unbelievable yeah yeah we were Amazing. pez for the first pretty much the first 10 years mm-hmm. yeah yeah i read about that and one thing i actually read about you specifically that i didn't know before was that you went to animation school um yeah before before you know billy town really took off you went to sheridan and um that was actually, it was funny because that was my original career choice. Um, oh, was it? I was yeah. originally going to plan to go to Sheridan. Yeah. So <laughs> tell me a little bit. Do you still like to draw? 
Um, I do. Yeah, I, I do like drawing still. Uh, I Before that, I'd gone to o- OCAD for two mm-hmm. years. And um, it was OCAD was amazing, too. It was a little bit more free and uh, in individualistic, I may say. Um, Sheridan was more like boot camp. It was it okay. was tough. It was yeah. really tough. And it was more geared towards uh, the industry, you know, Disney and and uh, all the all the kind of animation you'd see in Star Wars and stuff like that. So so it, it was definitely hard, but it, it definitely taught me organization skills mm-hmm. and uh and and time you know getting deadlines and getting things done done on time and and when i graduated i i worked on um angela anaconda for yeah, two we, years i remember yeah. watching back on ytv back <laughs> in the day yeah yeah and it was you know it was a great job it was fun and, and i got to work with my buddies and and we were you know we we're all into that kind of film and tv animation and stuff like that and mm. and the whole time the band was going as well we, we were playing shows on weekends and stuff like that yeah so when when the band you know got a, a record deal we were able to kind of quit our jobs and and uh and start touring and 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 making a living that way so it was a uh, pretty cool pretty pretty uh you know i love playing music but i love drawing as well painting. yeah have you ever yeah. done any artwork has any of the band's artwork been your own um, not really. <clears throat> I just, uh, like we were usually getting into the, getting the artwork done while I'm finishing up the record. Cause I've been yeah. producing the record. So yeah. it's, uh, so I'm, I'm a little too busy for that, but, uh, we've had some stellar artists on this record. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Quickfall is an illustrator from the, the UK. He did the, uh, the album cover and the, yeah. and the, the back cover. Um, uh, Alex Grant did the forgiveness, uh, painting yeah. of, uh, Rose, uh, and then we've had uh, Paul Jackson, who's uh, he did uh, some art for the Wolf that's going to be coming up. Um, Meg Dearlove <clears throat> is also also from the Toronto area. Um, and did uh, the End of Me art, yeah. Uh, and Ansha Schroeder, who did the I Beg to Differ art. So okay. a lot of cool. It, it's I love working with other artists and and mm-hmm. just being like, here's the lyrics and here's the idea behind the song, and and then to see what they come back with is pretty special. What um what kind of styles do you like to to work with or consume when it comes to animation? Um, I I I really like the graphic novel kind of style animation. I think that's probably my favorite. Yeah, not, not much of a Disney animation type right. person, but uh, um, yeah, that kind of a, and the Atomic Age kind of stuff, like the John Crixaluzzi, uh, Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, um, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, Jetsons. Yeah, yeah love that stuff. So in your opinion, what what would be like the what's what would be your favorite animated show that's on TV now? I haven't really watched many. No. Like John Johnny, our bass player, uh, yeah. he watches more animation than I do. He's got okay. kids though, so I don't. Right, of course. But uh, um, yeah, I guess uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't really seen much lately, so I can't really comment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rick and Morty's supposed to be pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. still a big fan of Bob's Burgers and Bob's Burgers. Yeah. yeah. But that's cool, man. Well, I mean, all the all the best on the new uh, the new record. I mean, I like I said, I listened to it last night. If if you're a fan of Billy Talent, it's 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 incredible. Um, oh, thank you so much. I really liked it. I hope everything goes to plan with the tour, and uh, hopefully next time we'll be able to do this in person. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. And we'll, we'll probably see each other at a concert again. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I, you know what? I, it's funny. Like I, I have, we, we have, that was just the time that we happened to get a photo, but I think I saw you at like a Soundgarden show once. Oh, probably. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. always checking out shows. I love, yeah, I still my, love watching bands. So. My buddy is, my buddy's a big Alexis on fire fan and, and Billy talent fan. And I remember yeah. the time he goes, I think that's Ian DeSauve there. And like, <laughs> I think that a Soundgarden show or something, but yeah. Yeah. Well, sure enough. Yeah. We'll see you around. Yeah, they're one of my favorite bands. So it was oh, probably course. me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that Cornell to me is still. Uh, yeah. Is like time, maybe like one of, one of the best vocalists. Of one all time, or two. Yeah. yeah. For me, like it's yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it for was, sure. I, I feel like I lost a piece of my, like my yeah. library when I, when, when Cornell passed, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, I still listen to those records and, and it's kind of haunting. Like his voice is so crazy good. Did you ever get to see when he did the songbook tour? Um, no. It was just him and an acoustic guitar. And usually I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of, of people doing acoustic tours or whatever, but with Cornell, it was just like, it really showcased his vocals. Yeah. I, I wish. I got to see that. Like I, yeah. I saw the cover of Nothing Compares to You, like the the Prince yeah. song, a Prince yeah. O'Connor Prince song. Yeah. Um. Wow. Like goosebumps, full on goosebumps. Was, I mean, I went to I went yeah. to the one at Matt. He played Massey Hall, and um, I was I was supposed to go with a friend, and he bailed at the last moment, and I was like, forget it. I'm, I'm gonna go by myself. Like I'm just gonna yeah. go because I'm not missing. Yeah. It. And I went down, and it, like like you said, like the hairs on the back of my neck were were standing because it was yeah. so haunting. And uh, well, good on you for going. I wish. Oh I yeah, it was. Him, I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah. I've seen Cornell. I think I've seen him in every band that he's been in. <laughs> so, yeah, I was yeah, glad same I here, probably. Yeah. All right, man. Well, all the best. We all right, see you on stage in the next couple months, man. Thanks, Adam. All right, nice talking to you. You too. Take, care, Take right? it easy. Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.